Before the next episode of XJob Downloaded starts, I have a big favour to ask. If you've enjoyed any of our episodes so far, please can you click on the follow button on your platform. I'm on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon and YouTube. It costs nothing to follow, but makes a real difference to me as a podcast producer. Thank you. Today we mourn the death of Terry Hall. Terry Hall was the front man of the specials and somebody that played a massive part in my youth. I had the opportunity of speaking to BBC Radio Essex today and I'd like to thank Sonia and the team for having me on there. Ten past nine is the time. Good morning, it's breakfast on BBC Essex. Sonia with you for the next 50 minutes till 10. Hope you're well today, uh, 20th of December today. And the world of music's been paying tribute to Terry Hall, who's died at the age of 63. performing for both the specials and Fun Boy 3. We've been talking about that all through this morning. Now, the specials formed in the late 70s. About the time they were starting to hit the big time, they performed at Colchester Institute. on the BBC as part of its Rock Goes to College. If you remember that gig, if you were there, let me know. 0800 111 our number. Paul Maleri joins me now. Paul fronts the Essex band Scarmite and has seen Terry Hall live many, many times, but not that gig at Colchester Institute, I understand, Paul. Good morning to you. Good morning, Sonic. No, my dad wouldn't let me go. You've got a picture of this. This is 1979. We've just got Margaret Thatcher's come into government and there's all these kids I'm 14 years old uh, probably really impressionable and we're all saving our money to buy our tonic suits our badges our slim gym ties the whole thing and it was a grey old time and the specials actually brought the, the the daylight back into music for me they were absolutely fantastic but my parents wouldn't let me go to that particular gig they were all my mates up on that stage they were all my friends and I was absolutely crestfallen in the fact that I wasn't able to go and see this fantastic band. And who knew that they were going to go on to what they did? I mean, they split up early, but when they reformed, they were still magical. They still had 
you know, what they had in 1979. Let's put that into perspective. You're talking 43 years ago. So somebody who's in their mid-70s now would have been listening to the specials, you know, and, and, and they're an iconic band and they, they still sit as musical geniuses for me. How did you feel when you heard the news then about Terry? Oh, I was gutted. Within five minutes of, of seeing it come up on, on social media feed, I, I followed the, the specials on, on social media. It was just, I don't know, it was quite surreal. He's only 63, so you, you look at your own mortality when you get to a, a particular age, I think. And for me, that was, you know, it, it was very, very sad. And who knew? They were touring during the summer. It's, it's, it's come about really, really quickly. And it's one of those moments you you remember where you were on a particular day, and for me that's that's the day. I suppose it's the same with Elvis fans back in seventy whenever. But yeah, I mean that for me is it's quite you know it's quite surreal. And it's interesting. The specials obviously released a, a lovely statement talking about be, him being a wonderful husband and, and father, kind, funny, genuine soul, uh, all of that. But talked about his his voice and his music, his performances, saying that they encapsulated the very essence of life: the joy, the pain, the humour, the fight for justice, mostly the love. There were some fairly strong messages within the lyrics and his performances, wasn't there? Oh, it's huge. I mean, they were very political. Um, um, but they were they were for everybody you know they, they would stand up for everybody's rights <clears throat> excuse me but they they were just the way that they wrote their songs you know Friday night Saturday morning um, rat race do nothing all these types of songs that they they wrote themselves are just iconic and of course they plagiarized some of the greatest tunes in ska music um, gangsters was a Prince Buster track originally so it's, they just encapsulated everything that was... They tried to put a balance in. You, you've got to remember, if you go back to that time, the right wing were, were in ascendance, the National Front were were right up there, and this band were there to combat the bad behaviour of the right wing. And and the two-tone movement, which was Elvis Costello and, and the others, it was actually about the black and white mixing together and, and bringing communities together, which is exactly what the specials did. You go to Coventry and they're still a huge part. They're, they're, they're the heart of the music in Coventry. And how much did that influence you then? Because you've gone into forming a ska band yourself. How much would you say the specials played into to your music tastes and what you've gone on to do, Paul? Well, we wouldn't have been a ska band without the specials, without Madness, without the beat, because while well, ska's been around for an awful long time, um, the, the popular stuff, if you like, it was only very for a very, very short period. So we're singing songs, we're playing stuff that's 40-odd you know, years old. And it's quite surreal because when you look at you're standing and there'll be a crowd of a couple of hundred people, hopefully. We have played to kids and balloons previously, but the but if you've got a couple of hundred people, it's like a um it's like a tennis ball factory. Somebody's dropped a bucket of tennis balls and there's all these old overweight blokes with no hair. Not by choice these days. They've actually lost it. They're all bouncing up and down. And it's it's quite it's such a great experience to play the 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 soundtracks of my youth for other people's enjoyment. So Skarmite, we wouldn't be in existence if it wasn't for the fact that the specials were playing. And Ghost Town, we heard a little snippet of it just sort of coming into this interview. It is one of my favourites just because, you know, the lyrics, the message, but the whole sound of it is just 
something it's unique, isn't it? It's oh, such a yeah. fantastic, it's just so iconic, isn't it? The moment you hear the, the first few seconds, that's it. It's like, oh, I love this track straight for me, away. It just gives you the, all the feels. Absolutely. And for me, the video is... Um absolutely iconic as well they're, they're driving through Coventry they're in a car it just it brings back so many great memories of being a kid which I you know I was, I was Jack the Lad then and I thought I knew everything at 14 but but for me that is a really iconic um, video the b-side to that Friday night Saturday morning is absolutely superb as well but it's but they they were social his, historians they were telling stories through their music and if you listen to deep down, that's that's what it actually means. And you can't take them all literal, but they they were really passionate about what they did. Yeah, and I think um, I was reading this sort of BBC write up about uh, his death, and obviously Ghost Town was three weeks at number one. It's you know widely regarded as one of the greatest British pop songs, but Terry Hall was saying he, he found it quite difficult to deal with the success of that, given the message message behind that I suppose it's sort of a conflict isn't there when yeah. you have quite political quite messages about society in your lyrics and then they suddenly do really really well commercially it's quite a weird uh, mix isn't it of the two things it is but it, but if you look at him he he was an introvert he never courted any any controversy he really kept himself to himself his family life everything was very private and very personal about him um and it was very difficult. I don't know if you ever saw them, but if you saw them on, on stage, quite often he'd just be standing there singing with his eyes closed because he, whether he was stage struck or, or what have you, but he but he encapsulated everything that was good about the, the, the late 70s. Yeah. And so obviously you didn't get to see them at Colchester Institute. Oh, heartbroken. <laughs> I, do you know, I watch those videos on YouTube that. even now. And yeah. I still think, well, what might have been? I might have, I might have got up on the stage, got into a bit of trouble, and then who knows? I wouldn't have joined the police. I wouldn't do what I do now. So <laughs> it, your parents it's just, would have been like, I told you so. Oh yeah, exactly right. So yeah, I, my parents probably did me a massive favour by saying no. But <laughs> it was, it, but I remember it taking place, and I remember sitting at home, and I remember when it was broadcast because I sat. Um, I was in Ilford at my aunt's house in Mason Crescent in Ilford and it was on the television there. And and it's, yeah, it, I don't know, it just brings back so many great memories. The problem is I'm, I'm 57 going on 14 at the moment. <laughs> Aren't we all? Oh, well, Aren't we all? So you didn't go to that gig, but you have seen the specials. I've you? seen you them loads of times. To, so what is it like when you go and see them? Because uh -huh. I, I wasn't fortunate enough to, to go, but they've been performing, as you said, relatively recently. They've been doing shows, haven't they? Yeah. Well, they had a they had a, a, a split up, if you like, and then they came back and they've scaled down over over the, over the years to, and then the drummer passed away, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But but to go to one of their gigs. Brixton Academy, for instance, you're at the front of, of the, this huge crowd at Brixton Academy, and and we were literally at the at the um, the front of the stage. It was absolutely amazing. I've seen them there. I've seen them at Camden. I saw them at uh, Southend Cliffs. Uh, it, it was just absolutely fantastic. And I just, as I say, you're just reliving your, your youth and you're trying to grab some of it back. But we now have that opportunity to do it. Whereas years ago, these these bands, they got to a certain age and they'd stopped touring. Well, of course, you've still got madness. You've still got what's left of the beat that's out there and the selector. It's it's there. Fantastic. Great to have you on the show, Paul. Paul Maleri.
Uh, from the Essex band Scarmite, seen Terry Hall live many, many times, except not at Colchester Institute in 1979. Not that he's, not that he's bitter about that. Paul, thank you. Were you there? 0800 111 If you saw them at that gig, it'd be lovely to hear from you. If not at Colchester Institute, this was sort of in their rise to ascendancy, really. If not there, maybe you 